Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Peyton's Podcast. Today's topic is we're going to be breaking down the Broncos 2020 NFL season. But before we get into that, have you guys heard about Anchor? It is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. All right, guys. Welcome, welcome. Today we're talking about the Broncos 2020 season. We're going to be breaking down everything for you uh, from the season, how we're going to deal with that with the coronavirus going on, draft class, free agent pickups, potentials slash concerns, ceiling slash floor, projected starting lineup, and even a hot take at the end that I'm going to give you guys. Let's get right into it, guys. So as you guys know, there's the coronavirus going on right now, and there's a lot of, lot of things up in the air regarding the sports world. But Commissioner Roger Goodell has said publicly that the 2020 NFL season is scheduled to start on time. Training camps for all 32 NFL teams have been up and running since July 28th, as a matter of fact, uh, as all teams continue to abide by the CDC guidelines and the rules set by the NFL Players Association. The, you're probably wondering, how are they going to prevent the spread of the coronavirus with all that contact and you know all the, uh, the up-and-close personal uh, en- en- engagements, things like that? Um, well, on July 13th, the NFL unveiled a new mouth shield created by Oakley and doctors and engineers from the NFL Players Association. It's kind of a a plastic covering that goes over the bottom half of the face mask on the inside. It kind of blocks um, any any bodily fluids, if you will, that might come out in the, in the tackling process or anything like that um, to uh, help prevent and keep the players out there safe while they do play the sport that they love and to keep us entertained as well because we all love football season. We all want it. So it's going to be nice to see how – it's going to be weird to see how they how – they, how they deal with this. I'm really intrigued by it. Um, I hope you guys are too. Enough of the coronavirus. Let's get into the draft class. I'm sure we all watched the draft this year. Very, very exciting because it was the, really the only <laughs> the only entertainment going on at the time. Uh, the first virtual NFL draft. There was no there was no uh, on stage entertainment, but it was it was it was really well put together. The Zoom call. Um, you, you were still able to see the players getting their, their their phone calls from their teams that selected them. Still a really good, really fun thing to. Uh, to attend and watch. Um, this draft by the Broncos looks like one of the most, if not the most promising draft class since John Elway drafted Von Miller back in 2011. We're going to kick off this segment off on the offensive side of the football. Probably the two most notable draft picks of the 2020 draft for the Broncos were Jerry Judy, the wide receiver out of Alabama, selected in the first round, and KJ Hamler, the wide receiver from Penn State. I love these two selections because John Elway decided to help out Drew Locke by adding these two very flashy wideouts. I'm sure you guys all saw Jerry Judy play for Alabama in the playoffs. He was spectacular. I mean, he obviously had Tua Tagovailoa throwing to him. But man, he just really put on a show for everybody. He was he was a star, star-studded player. Jerry is known for his hands. He has spectacular hands. Somewhat reminds me of Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, he just snatches everything out of the air. He was so exciting to watch in college, and I can't wait to see how he translates that into, into the NFL. Hopefully he can, because there's a lot of receiver... There's been a lot of busts in, re- in the receiver category in the past couple of years, but I don't I don't see that in Jerry Judy. I see him being a long-time Bronco great. Hands just like Larry Fitzgerald, as I said. He runs routes beautifully. Somewhat reminds me of Amari Cooper of the Dallas Cowboys. 
just so smooth with it and just awesome. And KJ Hamler, on the other hand, he has blazing speed. Somewhat reminds me of Deshaun Jackson, just that blazing speed that you just need on an offense to uh, be more attack. You can you can attack an offense or defense vertically that way, and it just opens up the running game, opens up the uh, short game, short passing game, then the medium passing game as well. Uh, he has great agility as well. He recorded an unofficial 40-yard dash time of 4.27 seconds. 4.27 seconds. I think that's like a half a half a millisecond short of the NFL record but it was unofficial because he didn't run he didn't run an official 40 yard dash at the NFL combine due to a hamstring injury that's the only worry I really have with KJ Hamler is his uh ability to stay healthy because he really struggled with that at Penn State so we'll see how he how he translates his game into the NFL I mean he's he's not as sure of a thing as Jerry Judy but he has a lot of potential as well so I'm excited to see how what he does staying on the offensive side of the ball the Broncos were lucky enough to have LSU center Lloyd Cushenberry fall into their laps in the third round. I like this selection so much because not only was Cushenberry on the championship winning LSU Tigers team in 2019, he's a guy that will join this team and be able to make an immediate impact and help bolster that offensive line that is in desperate need of improvement. Desperate need. Cushenberry was a huge part of that dynamic offense ran at LSU. He was the, the captain of the offensive line that protected Joe Burrow, who had such a good season that he be, he was the first overall pick in the draft to the Bengals. I mean that he's obviously Joe Burrow is a god gifted player. He is he is a tremendous talent, but you have to have, every quarterback has to have a great offensive line, and that was led by Lloyd Cushenberry, who is now on the Denver Broncos, and we we can't be more thankful because throughout throughout the years our offensive line has struggled. That's it, it's a p- big part of the reason we haven't had a solid quarterback since Peyton Manning retired after we won the Super Bowl Fifty. So it'll be exciting to see how he can come in and make an impact. The Broncos began to add depth on the defensive side of the football later in the draft, uh, selecting players like Michael Ayamudia. I'm not, sure if I'm, I'm not sure how to say that last name. O-J-E-M-U-D-I-A. Very strange last name. But um, he's a cornerback at Iowa, and he was a great player. I remember watching him throughout many of his, many of his games. I believe he, was, he went up to be a senior he played all four years at Iowa. Yes, he was a great player. He, he, he We hope he, he, we hope he can come in and make a, an immediate impact on the defensive side of the football. Possibly a third, third cornerback behind uh, AJ Bouye and uh, Bryce Callahan, because that's what we also desperately needed is solid quarterback play since Akeem Tlaib left or got tr- or, uh, released. He's really a start. He really is a sleeper in the draft. I'm surprised he lasted so long because he is not only fast. He ran a 4.45 40-yard dash, but he also has a nose for the ball and is a physical, sound tackler. And he checks, he checks the high character and high football IQ boxes. He's just a smart guy. So I'm really excited to see how he can come in and translate his game from college into the NFL. Um, I really believe that he is a sleeper for a starting position coming into the 2020 season. Moving on to free agent acquisitions. This offseason was one of the most exciting ones compared to years past, and that's because John Elway decided to be a little more aggressive with trades and free agency. If you're a Broncos fan, you know that John Elway, he, he's not particularly aggressive when it comes to bringing in players like such as free agents or bringing in players through the trade market. So it was nice this year that he finally pulled the trigger on some moves and he, he really found some steals. I mean, let's get into this right here. Let's, we got Jarrell Casey coming over from the Titans. Jarrell Casey, he's been a pro bowler pretty much every year of his career. He's only 29 years old and we got him for a seventh round pick from the Tennessee Titans. Like what a steal. I can't, I, I was, I was shocked to hear that. Um, he's going he's gonna to come in there, and he's going to be able to open up room for Von Miller and Bradley Chubb to really get into the backfield and disrupt the running game, the passing game, and just do what they do best. 
because Von Miller, we haven't had enough talent on the defensive line to have Von, because Von Miller gets double teamed on every play on on the on the defensive side of the football. But now that we have Jarrell Casey, they they can't they can't double team Von Miller anymore because they need those that personnel to block Jarrell Casey, Casey and Bradley Chubb. So it'll be a huge huge improvement on that defensive front, and I really think it'll help slow down the run game, which we struggled at stopping in the past couple seasons. The next big trade we're going to talk about is A.J. Bouye coming over from the Jacksonville Jaguars. A.J. Bouye is only 28 years old. He was a solid cornerback. He was a pro bowler in 2017, actually. We got him for, a, I believe it was a fourth-round pick. Yeah, it was a fourth-round pick. And we needed we needed a replacement because Chris Harris Jr., obviously, as you know, left us in free agency to go to the rival L.A. Chargers. So it's, ni- it's nice to have someone like A.J. Bouye's come in and take that take over that number one cornerback spot and just show us what he can do I mean it's, it's purely experimental at this point because he he has shown flashes of being skilled like obviously he was a pro bowler back in 2017 as I said but he hasn't been a necessarily top tier cornerback he's been he's been average he's I wouldn't say average he's been more he's been above average but he's no Chris Harris Jr. let's be honest so we'll see what he can do hopefully he can come in and make somewhat of an impact maybe even more than Chris Harris Jr. you never know I mean, I think it was a steal because a fourth-round pick for a talent like that, to steal. to steal. We're very lucky to have that fall into our lap like that. So I fully expect A.J. Bouye to come in week one and be our starting number one cornerback behind, in front of Bryce Callahan and perhaps Michael Oyamudia or also Devontae Bosby, who I've heard has had a great camp, by the way. The Broncos also pulled the trigger on two pretty big free agent signings, actually, too. Um, we got Graham Glasslow from the uh, Detroit Lions who's been a starter for them for the past four years, and he's been solid. One of the best in the league. He's very underrated. We signed him for about four-year, $44 million contract. He established himself as a consistent starter in the middle of the Detroit Lions offensive line for four years. He is able to play center and the guard position. So if Lloyd Cushenberry doesn't work out, hey, we have a backup. The most notable and controversial signing for the Broncos came by way of Melvin Gordon from the LA Chargers. Personally, I like the signing because Melvin Gordon put alongside Philip Lindsay could turn out to be one of the best one-two punches in the league. It is somewhat of a controversial signing because Philip Lindsay has been putting up Pro Bowl-worthy numbers since he became the Broncos starting running back three years ago. And it begs the question of why do we need another starting caliber bell cow running back in the backfield? It could create some drama, but it also could turn out to be one of the best two one-two punches in the league, and it could really help open Drew Locke's game in the passing game and just take a load off the young guy. I mean, he's only it's coming into his second year. He has to have some help, right? So I, I like the signing personally, but there's some fans out there that will argue me that and say that it will it won't nothing good will come out of it. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. This is one of the most intriguing Broncos teams we have had since we won Super Bowl 50, honestly, because this roster is loaded with young talent. While this is a good thing, there is somewhat of a lack of chemistry which could spell disaster for this team this season. The number one concern that I have is the offensive line. They have to have to pull their weight and protect Drew Locke. That is an absolute must so he can do what he, what he does, move the ball downfield, and make plays. We need to score more. We can't rely on the defense anymore. We need a steady offense. It doesn't have to be a, a top five offense in the league. We just need a steady scoring offense. Um, the ceiling floor for this team. Uh, I see this team going 10-6 and six personally. That's the absolute ceiling. That's if everything goes right on all three sides of the football, meaning offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, they will not win the division because the Chiefs are too much of a powerhouse. But I do see the Broncos making a wild card spot. I think this team's floor is 6-10, and 10, and the only way I see that happening is if the coaching staff, Vic Fangio, Pat Shermer and company, if they don't do their job, because we have the talent to win games. It just comes down to execution and playing fundamental football. That's that's what it comes down to. My projected starting lineup, I pulled this from ESPN.com, but I, I agree 100%. I, actually, I, I disagree with some parts of it, but to, for the most part, I agree with it. We got QB, 
Starting QB, Drew Locke, of course. ESPN has Melvin Gordon as a starter. I, I believe Philip Lindsay will be the uh, the starting running back, but they'll split carries. So yeah, I'll have Philip Lindsay as the starter and Melvin Gordon as the quote-unquote second string. Um, Cortland Sutton, obviously the number one wide receiver on the team, followed by Jerry Judy, uh, opposite of Cortland Sutton. And in the slot, we got KJ Hamler just because of his speed. Um, starting tight end, Noah Fant, right season last year, one of the best rookies. I expect him to uh, put up the same numbers, if not better numbers than he did last year. Left tackle, Garrett Bowles. I think Elijah Wilkinson will start over Garrett Bowles at the left tackle spot just because of Garrett Bowles' penalty trouble. We need to see significant improvement from him before we can have him start. Dalton Risner, left guard, of course, he had a great he was all rookie last year i believe great great player um so yeah he's definitely a left guard starter center lloyd cushionberry this this is also arguable austin schlotman who started a, a handful of games last year for the broncos at center could snag the starting job for the first couple of weeks but then lloyd cushionberry might be switched out as the put and put in as a starter behind or in front of austin schlotman uh graham glasgow one of the newest broncos right guard starting right guard of course with that money he's making, he has to be the starter, right? Right tackle, Elijah Wilkinson. Well, then there's we got a problem there. So I think, yeah, he'll probably start at right tackle and Garrett Bowles will start at left tackle then because we have a very thin depth at both the tackle positions. So I think we'll have Garrett Bowles at left tackle and Elijah Wilkinson at right tackle. Well, we did just sign DeMar Dotson. So he could take the right tackle spot from Elijah Wilkinson and then have Elijah Wilkinson take the spot of Garrett Bowles in the left tackle spot. That's what I'd personally do. But I guess we'll have to see what, what the coaching staff decides there. Moving on to defense, we got Jarrell Casey at the left defensive end. Of course, great player, all pro. Uh, then we have Mike Purcell at nose tackle, Shelby Harris at the right defensive end, Von Miller, of course, at the uh, left outside linebacker spot, Alexander Johnson inside linebacker along with Todd Davis at the other inside linebacker spot, Bradley Chubb opposite of Von Miller on the other outside linebacker spot, Bryce Callahan is listed as the number one cornerback on here for some reason. Disagree with that. Uh, oh, he's the left side cornerback, actually. Not, he was not listed number one. Uh, left side cornerback, Kareem Jackson as strong safety, Justin Simmons, free safety, and A.J. Bouye as the right side cornerback. Uh, of course, place kicker Brandon McManus, punter Sam Martin, Deontay Spencer, punt returner, and kick returner. So, yeah, I, that's the starting lineup for you guys that I got for you. That's all the time we got today, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Peyton's Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.